Welcome to the Future Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop, and it's my mission to help create more female leaders in the workplace. Now, if you're anything like me, and maybe you're even a high achiever, you might struggle sometimes or often with productivity. And I was thrilled to get connected with Caitlin Montgomery, who has a book that she wrote on productivity and walking you through her productivity map. In today's episode, we're going to jump into some tips and things that will help you to be more productive in your day. I know I got so much out of our conversation and I'm looking forward to hearing how you enjoy it as well. All right, everyone. Today we have Caitlin Montgomery with us. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Oh, Nicole, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am excited for our conversation today. For me, productivity isn't something that I feel like is my strongest asset. So sometimes I bring on guests to also help me. And I know that this is going to be really helpful and beneficial to our audience today. Oh, well, I'm so excited. This is something I can nerd out about all the time. So I can't wait to talk about it. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I like to start by talking about networking in general, how I got connected to the different guests that I have on my podcast. And I originally got connected to Caitlin and her mom and business partner, Sherilyn. We ended up connecting in a Facebook group. It's probably one of the only Facebook groups I really hang out on and found them through a networking thread and thought, hey, these women are someone who I want in my network. And better yet, they're local to me here in Utah. So that was really exciting to get connected with uh, you and with your mom. And the other episode that we recorded with your mom is great. So I love that you two are partnering up and wanted to give you that space of having each individual episodes focusing on your different areas of genius, right? (laughs) Oh, thank you. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I would love for you, Caitlin to introduce yourself to the audience. Feel free to share a little bit about yourself professionally and personally, whatever you would like to uh, share today. Okay. Well, first I want to say, Nicole, it's so wonderful that we've connected. You never know who's going to come your way in social media. And that's, I think, just the coolest. And the minute we we met you, we were like, oh my gosh, Nicole is like one of ours, like soul sister. Absolutely. We love her. <laughs> So my name is Caitlin. My friends call me Kate. So that would be all of you. You can all call me Kate. I'm 25. I'm a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur. I'm from Utah. And, you know, this isn't actually at all the path I thought I would take in life, but it has been absolutely amazing. I have several gigs that I do. I'm a photographer. My mom and I share a real estate investing business. I'm an Amazon bestseller. And then she and I have this other business where we take ladies on luxury empowerment retreats somewhere overseas because we love to travel and caught that travel bug. So we don't like to have free time. We like to see what the next dream is that we can catch. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I love that. I love everything that both of you are doing. And it's so empowering to see other women who are excited and expanding into, you know, that additional level of a calling or feeling like you are meant to do something more. When you said, I never thought that this was kind of where I was going to be. I feel very similar. And 
you know, maybe some people who are tuning into this episode, maybe, you know, working up that corporate ladder, whether that's, you know, corporate ladder growth upwards or other ways I talk about growth in your career can be expanding in your current role. But as you're doing that, you open up more doors for opportunities and you never know what could come your way and what you might be feeling called to do later on in life because I would have never guessed that this is where I would be and hosting a podcast and trying to help more women in general grow to that next level in their career. And I love that you shared that as well of, hey, I'm doing a lot of really great things and it's okay to have a lot of areas of passion. Yes. Oh, I love all of that. It's so funny how life has a way of coming along and kind of taking the plans you've laid for yourself and redirecting them in an, in like in a place that's way better than the plans you had been working on to begin with. And if you will just jump when those opportunities come, you're going to get to that spot where you're just amazed at what's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I love about that as well is getting curious. And some people are hesitant, right, when someone pops into your DMs or your LinkedIn and you think, oh, great, what are they trying to sell me now? But had I not gotten curious about certain things, I wouldn't have opened up other doors of opportunities and at least heard people out, right? There are some people who, of course, might be trying to sell you on something or maybe was taught to do something a certain way. And there's certainly a stigma on like certain direct sales companies because of that, right? But when you get a little bit curious, hey, tell me more. Let me hear about what you're working on or what you're doing. That has certainly opened up ideas or opened up other connections. You know, I don't have to be doing all of these things, but if I get a little bit curious, I feel like that opens up your mind to think, well, if I don't do this, what else would I be interested in doing? Or I like some of this, but not all of it. So what else could I potentially be interested in? Yeah. Yep. You just have to put yourself in a place where you at least can pick a path and then figure out pretty quickly if that's the path or not, or if that path forks or, you know. Exactly. Yes. Well, great. I know you wrote a book on this, so I'm so excited to hear more about it. But why are you so passionate about productivity in the first place? Oh, wow. Well, I'm so passionate about it because I have honestly always been such a busy person. I mean, before I was a mom, before I was a business owner, I was a busy like university student. And I, I just have always had all these things I've been interested in. And I have a habit of I want to do all the things at once, you know. And so I have had to just kind of like find some systems that work for me so I can do all these things and not feel like I'm running around crazy and burnt out and stressed because that takes the joy out of all the things that you're trying to pursue. And I've I've been there. I've hit that rock bottom where I was like, this is not working. What what can I do better so I can keep pursuing these things? And so that's just become my lifeline as I've morphed from like, like I said, a college student to being married to becoming a mom and now a mom who has businesses and it has just transformed my life. And I want to like shout it from the rooftops, like to every person who's trying trying to pursue really anything. You don't have to be a mom. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. Like anything you're trying to pursue, productivity hacks are going to make your life so much better and so much joyful and much more enjoyable as well. Yes. 
I am so excited because I feel like I need some of this as me and Kate were talking in our pre-interview, you know, before we started recording, I was telling her how, how, you know, that ebbs and flows for a lot of us. And what does that look like? What can we do to, you know, lean into this a little bit more? So can you tell us maybe your top three or four productivity hacks for busy women that have helped you? Yes, of course. My first one is knowing your why, which essentially is like having a purpose and knowing like what lights you up. What are you interested in? What are you passionate about? What would you like to pursue? That's your why. And like my why is my son and, you know, wanting to be able to stay home with him and have that time with him, but also pursue my own dreams and finding a way to balance that. So that drives everything that I do, including, you know, productivity. And so those are just a few questions you can ask yourself to discover your why. What is it that's going to drive you and keep you going? You know, what is it that makes you need more productivity in your life, right? Because if you need more productivity in your life, that means you are going places, you have goals and aspirations that you're working on, and you just need some tools to help get you there. I'd say the second tip is having a life vision. It's kind of the sister to your why. This is where you expand more on your why. Your why is like a quick statement. Your life vision, I like to say, is as detailed as you can make it. And dream wildly. And just like write down, what do you want your life to be like? Like when you wake up in the morning, how do you want to feel? What do you want to see around you? What do you want your morning to be like? What do you want your afternoon to be like? What do you want your evening to be like? What kind of experiences do you have in your life? What kind of experiences do you have to give to your kids and your husband and and just stuff like that? Just detail that. And that is also going to become a driving force hand in hand with your why to keep you productive. It's it's much more, I think, motivating when you have a dream in your heart and a purpose in life to stick to like things like productivity and your other goals and your other habits. Much more that's that's much more hopeful than like just trying to depend on sheer willpower and self-control. You know, I think most of us hear those words and we're like, oh, <laughs> we have like the most positive connections to that because there have been times when we have absolutely failed. You know, we've been like, I can't seem to get over this. I can't seem to control myself or master myself. And I believe that's because those are supposed to be very limited resources that you fall back on when you inevitably you are going to have hardships or going to be become unmotivated. But your dream and your why is going to take you pretty much all the way, the whole distance. And then if you need some willpower and some self-control, guess what? You still have plenty of it that you haven't even tapped into that can finish that off for you. So the first two tips of having a why, a life of life vision, those are already just going to make you way more productive because it comes from a happy, you know, joyful place where you have a dream. And then I'd say you need some systems. That could be you need some better habits or you need to use your resources, delegate tasks, get some help, you know, I don't subscribe to the idea that we have to be women who we do it all. We have it together all the time and we can't appear like we ever have any weakness. Like, no, that's not real life, you know, and I feel like we as women, I mean, whether you're married or not married, I feel like we we juggle a lot, you know, much more than most of our male counterparts. There is a lot that we've got going on that we're in charge of. So you need to be able to ask for help. And that can look like so many different things. I have two office girls 
who are 14 and 15, they come help me out in my office every morning. Sometimes they fold laundry for me, whatever I need them to do. And I just pay them in makeup and skincare and they're totally happy. And that doesn't cost me anything because I have plenty of that for my trick sales business. So asking for help can be free. You could be maybe trading meals with somebody, maybe, you know, watching their kids. They watch your kids, carpooling, or even like pay for a housekeeper or pay for someone to handle things on the back end. There's so many ideas and ways to do that. So just have some systems in place to relieve you of some of the tasks that truly don't need to be juggling yourself that someone else can manage for you. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say my my last tip is planning. I I love <laughs> that could be a whole other podcast episode. I could write a whole other book about that. I love planning. That has opened like the world to me. And the first step of planning is you need a planner. Any planner works. The best planner is the planner that you will use. I personally love like a block schedule planner because I have a toddler. We are never on schedule, so I can't do things hourly. But a block of time seems to work. And then I just pick out each day six things I'm going to do that day. That could be three things if that's better for your schedule. And as long as I get those three things done that day or those six, I could be off the hook. does Mm -hmm. not matter how the rest of the day goes because I got what was important done. And having that written out is going to focus you. You're not going to have all these other things in your mind like, oh, maybe I need to go do this. Oh, what about this? Because that's not the plan for the day. And that will get done on another day. And you just focus on your important tasks. So that's like daily planning. Aside from that, I love weekly planning. And I just pick a day. It's usually Saturdays where I know I always have like an hour, a big pocket of time. And I just brain dump everything I've been storing in my mind the past few days that I need to get done, like in the next couple of weeks, you know, just dump it out so it doesn't give me mind chatter and bother me all week. And then I just kind of make like a skeleton plan for every day of the upcoming week of like, okay, here's probably what I anticipate being like the six things I'll do that day. And then when that morning arrives, I make that plan more concrete because, you know, things change throughout the week. And you have to be able to be flexible. Otherwise, if you can't be flexible, then you're not going to be able to keep up on the things that need to be done. And it's that's a whole other mess. But mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, of all those tips, even if, you, if you're like, hey, where do I start? Start planning. And if you're not a planner, learn how to plan <laughs> because that's just going to be life-changing if you feel like you can finally get on top of everything that you feel like you're never on top of. That's so defeating to feel like that way constantly. But having that win a feeling like you're in charge and you run your day and it doesn't run you, that's huge. Yeah. I think those are so helpful. And in taking that even from life, right? Like having the why, the vision for your own life and taking that as well into your career, having that in different areas of your life, I would imagine you could do this with, you know, what do I want my partnership to look like wherever that's currently at? Where where's my life at? And what? how do I want that to change? And what about my career? I find so many people in their careers, letting their career happen to them. People in their life saying, oh my gosh, all these things are happening. And I ask them similar questions of, okay, well, what are you doing to work to change this? What is your vision? What are you working to do in regards to planning and having those systems, what is that looking like for you? And they are like, I don't have any. So, (laughs) you know, go back to that foundation. I like those foundation of productivity hacks that you mentioned there, because it is so impactful to think, what do I want to have happen? 
And especially for me in my career, because growing up, I thought, oh, I would love to be a teacher. And then I thought, oh, I don't want to do that in a traditional sense of, you know, working in a school, but I love teaching people things. And so when I joined a company where I saw that as my future, I started planning, what could this look like? What steps do I need to do to get there? And it certainly wasn't as clear cut as you're talking through here. And I know that had I listened to a podcast episode like this, maybe I could have, you know, gotten <laughs> promoted even faster because I could have seen how I could make it easier on myself. Uh, and I love that you talk about kind of getting rid of the guilt of whether that's mom guilt or mm -hmm. women, you know, feeling like, you know, getting a house cleaner. If I don't have kids, what does that look like? If I have someone help me do my laundry, you know, what does that look like? Because you're right. It, your time is your most valuable resource. Yep. You know, you need to be able to plan accordingly, like you're talking about. And I think that that is one of the most important things that we sometimes forget all of this time that I spend on house tasks. What could I have been doing instead that helped yep. me, you know, further progress in my career or could it be, you know, a, a new side hustle that I want to learn about? Anything like that could open up for you when you're implementing these hacks. Yeah, yeah. People forget that time and money are both currencies and we both have a limited amount of either. And you just kind of have to assess where you are in life. Which one are you able to spend more of, you know, and where and how? And there are certain things in my life that I'm willing to pay more money for just I don't have to do it and certain things where I'm willing to not have to spend as much time doing that, you know, or certain things where I don't want to pay my money or where I do where I don't want to spend my time. You know, it just comes down to what makes sense for you, but being smart about how you use both and, and respecting both, especially respecting your time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And planning ahead, you know, when I think about it, I have my calendar and mostly it's filled up of meetings that I'm going to have face to face. But I recognize, you know, in another episode I talked about with a guest, same thing about planning ahead for the things that aren't live in the moment. What is the prep? If you have some conference coming up, there's going to be something you're doing to prepare. Maybe it's preparing slides. Maybe it's shopping for a new outfit and figuring out that planning, I think could help resolve so much. If you have a picture almost like a jar of all of your weekly things that need to get done and you make it fun, pick it up, put it in its place for where it's going to happen that week of things that you need to do or want to do for that week and kind of figure out how that's going to work out in your calendar, like you're mentioning, to where you're not overwhelmed and getting to that space of burnout. Because I know I can be a victim of, oh, I have a free 30 minutes. I'm going to go do something productive. And then I go click through all of my 40 plus tabs and then get distracted by something. And then all of a sudden that 30 minutes is up and I think, where did my time go? And then I almost shame myself for not being more productive. And that whole spiral really affects my day in a way that I'm not super proud of. <laughs> yeah, toxic productivity can be an issue too, you know. Mm -hmm. just like, there seems to be this idea of being productive means you are able to cross all, the th all these things off your list. 
but really it's just you're you are able to get done what needs to be done and then you don't have to have any guilt after that Mm -hmm. yeah I love that well Kate in your book you talk about a productivity roadmap can you tell us more about that yes okay I love that title that was a fun one to come up with yeah the roadmap is essentially just like the basic tips and tricks that are kind of equal to like You know, if you're going on a trip, you're going to need an address, you need a GPS, you need a vehicle, you need to kind of know how to get there, where your end destination is, all of that. And that's what these productivity tips are. They're the way to determine where you're trying to go, what you're trying to do, how to do that and keep your sanity and how to avoid like the road bumps, you know, the discouragement or the burnout, how to create better habits, more automaticity, just, you know, essentially just how to plug your dreams into your GPS every morning and just take off. I've got probably, I think, 10 main ideas in there. And what I really love about it is I have people who, you know, they hear I do productivity and and even people in my life who kind of have an eyewitness into everything that I do. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, you're so productive. You must have so much self-control and self-discipline. I could never do what you do. And it's amazing. And And I'm like, I actually, I don't think I'm like the queen of self-control like and self-discipline. I probably, I mean, I know I could work on that so much more. But what I've done is I've just made it so I don't need to even rely on those. And I've made it so that I have all these little things happening that are really automatic, really almost like brainless. I don't have to spend a lot of like thought on them. And then they just kind of like keep things going, you know, keep things moving for me. And I'd say that's kind of the the productivity roadmap, you know, in a nutshell is how to not have to rely on your self-control and willpower. You don't have to have an abundance of those things first before you can start being productive. Mm-hmm. You can learn to be productive in a way that's just going to be really automatic for you. And then you can just move on to bigger and better things because you're not stuck on these other things. Yeah. When you talk about automating kind of this process, can you Think about maybe an example in your life where you have either applied your productivity roadmap or these specific hacks and kind of walk us through what that looked like for you. Yes. Okay. I love this one. So a big thing I've done, it's called habit stacking. It's the Mm -hmm. easiest way to make things automatic and especially habits. Developing new habits can be so hard. I think that can be another thing that people are like, oh, habits. I have to break habits. I have to make new habits. It's all so hard. But if you make it automatic, then you don't even have to think about it and you'll just start doing it without having to actually feel like you're like forcing yourself to sit down and do it. And so, I mean, that just looks like you pick two habits you already have that you want to keep and you decide to sandwich a new one in between the two of those. Mm-hmm. And usually, and that's really easy because you're already used to doing those two habits. Your brain is already on autopilot when it does those things. So it's going to take very minimal thought from you to do that one that's that you're putting in between the other two because it's just like this like pattern that'll just like flow together and after you do it a few times your brain will have that that one down automatic and it's a nice little like habit sandwich you know (laughs) and that can look like oh I want to wash my face more at night okay well I already brush my teeth at night and I take off my makeups so in between those two things I'll just wash my face you know and after I did that for a few nights I'll just find myself, you know, kind of mindlessly washing my face instead of being like, oh, I have to go wash my face and drag myself into the bathroom, you know. Or another one is I like to pack lunch for my husband just 
just because I want to, not uh-huh. not because I'm a domestic housewife, you know, but because <laughs> yeah. I like I, I love him and I like to serve him. And so what I do every night is I clean up the kitchen and just kind of straighten up the living room. So while I'm down there, I pack his lunch too. And when I wanted to start doing that, I just was like, hey, I'll do it in between those two things. I'm already used to doing those. They're kind of automatic. They don't stress me out or burden my mind. So mm-hmm. habit stacking is the easiest way to make things automatic. And then you can use your energy and you know, you're thinking towards bigger things that really, I think are more worth, you know, your time and your energy to spend on. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. When you were saying make it, you know, automatic, I was like, but how, how do certain yeah. things, right. Become, <laughs> become like automatic. an automation, but I get what you're saying now, of, yeah. you know, kind of having them flow into a process. Mm-hmm. What have you ever gotten pushback or what advice would you give to people who maybe don't like to have as much of a set routine, right? I think it sounds like what you're saying is, hey, if you're doing these things, the habit stacking, like from Atomic Habits, I love that Mm -hmm. book of talking about just the smallest little changes and increases to making, you know, your day or your weeks better because of these things that you're adding to the things like you mentioned that you're already doing each and every day, what advice would you give to someone who is like, oh, I don't really love being a huge planner or having the same thing day in and day out? What would you recommend? I love that question. You know, what's funny about that. That kind of makes me think of my mom. She's very organized and I've learned a lot from her, but she is also the type who like, she has no problem just kind of winging it and she's She's very spontaneous and and she wants to be able to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it. And so I think I think people who who like to push back against like having a set routine, I think it probably makes them feel trapped, right? Like they are they are now trapped in doing the same thing all day every day. There can never be any variance. And that could definitely get boring if your life looks the same all day every day. And so I think what's different about just having some productivity in your life doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a rigid schedule, a rigid routine. And you can take productivity as far as you want to take it, you know, I mean, for your personality and your circumstance, it's kind of like you think about eating every day or like brushing your teeth or getting dressed. Those are things that all of us do, no matter what our life looks like, no matter what our personalities are. And so that can be productivity as well. Like pick a few things that you feel like would benefit you and add those into your life in a way that you feel like could still be kind of flexible. Give yourself that wiggle room. I mean, you don't have to say you're going to plan every day. Everyone can learn new things, even if it's not what your personality is inclined to. And it can be a little hard at first. It might not sound like the most fun thing, but when you give things a chance and you try them out, they're, they're going to get better if they don't, if they're not something that you're inclined naturally to do. Once you see the payoff from it, And the best part is you can do these productivity hacks in any way that you need. You can tweak them. You can change them. So yeah, find a way that makes it flexible and fun for you that doesn't feel like a jail cell that you're stuck in every day. And just give it it an honest try, you know, at the very beginning. Yeah, I appreciate that because sometimes I think when I plan ahead, I feel resistant sometimes of like, oh, if I plan this, then I don't have time for other things. Or, you know, I kind of get in that quick mindset of being like, this isn't helpful for me. 
And I like what you're saying to try it out, see what works for you. And the things that maybe feel a little bit more of a resistance, maybe spend less time on that in a different day or find a different time of day that might work better for you. And giving yourself grace through that transition. Again, I'm someone who's very much all or nothing. And when I start something, if I am not perfect right from the get-go, then I will fall off the bandwagon and it's really hard for me to get back on or at least it had been in the past. And so that's something that I'm actively working on as well is, okay, today didn't go as I planned. How can I make tomorrow better? And how can I plan my calendar a little bit more efficiently so that I can do that? And when relaying that to the corporate world, because many of the people who might be tuning in are thinking, well, I do a lot of the same things day in and day out because of the work that I do. Maybe I am on phone calls all throughout my day. How do I, you know, plan a schedule that works for me? And I think, at least in my mind, I always am talking to people and recommending, hey, work with your manager and share things that you enjoy doing and figure out what things do you enjoy doing the most and how can you maybe have more of that? A lot of times, especially as women, we're told, hey, here's what your role is. Here are the expectations. And we say, okay, and we start getting to work. Once you start challenging that a little bit, I think will be helpful to say, hey, I found that I'm really good at these certain things and I would love to do more of that work. And if it's possible, I'd love to do a little bit less of these types of things. Would that be possible, right? Have those conversations with your leader so that you're able to see what those options might be. And then I'm imagining right outside of that, you have eight hours that you're working, but what is your routine looking like before you're heading to work? Or if you work remotely, what does that look like beforehand? What are you doing in the morning that's giving you excitement and filling you up with energy versus, you know, if you're hopping on, like sometimes I do and scroll on social media, is that something that's adding to or maybe taking from that particular start of my day and figuring out, hey, I can still scroll on social media, but maybe at a different time where my energy isn't so valuable. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm glad you said that. This is this is going to turn it into a bonus tip for everyone listening because this is also one of my favorites is like having a meaningful morning routine that does fill your cup, makes you excited to wake up and be alive on this earth another day and makes you feel like you don't just exist to work and go to your job. I mean, even being self-employed, I can get so like head down into my work that it feels like I only exist to work and all I do is work and I never do anything for myself, you know, but starting your day where you fill your cup, I mean, that's not only going to help you in your personal life, but in your job too, because you can perform at your best when you're feeling your best and when you're taking care of yourself. And no matter what your schedule looks like, I mean, I'm sure we have people on here who have to get up really early to go to work. And, you know, maybe it's like, it's so early that you just get ready and you go. But I think no matter what, if you want to fit in like 10 minutes, even wake up 10 minutes earlier to meditate or or read or journal or just do something that you enjoy, something for you. Or if you can, wake up half an hour earlier. If the morning time isn't the best for you, then have like a meaningful nighttime routine where 
you get off work and the evening's yours and you're just going to do what makes you happy and what sets you up for your best success the next day. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's so great because when you you know, try these different things. I think that's the biggest thing is trying things out because for me, when I thought, when I used to think of, oh my gosh, what is a perfect morning routine, right? And people post about these poses or different things online and it's it's figuring out what works for you and how are you most productive in the way that you work. Sometimes if that's flexible work, maybe you're doing certain things in the mornings to give you a little bit of a break in the afternoon. And then maybe if you're like me, I do a lot of my best work sometimes in the late evenings after my kids have gone down to bed. And so, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a break during your day. And so maybe at what time you go to the gym or what time that you're spending on these different things, getting outside and going on a walk. Or for me, sometimes it's simply sitting on my front porch and enjoying the beauty that's all around us, simple little things that we can incorporate. And like you mentioned of habit stacking and saying, Hey, you know, instead of rushing out to my car to hop in and go to that meeting or go to work or whatever that thing is, I'm going to even set my alarm for two minutes early so that I can go sit outside or I can walk down the street half a block, you know, again, that Whole mindset of if we're not going on a run for an at least a mile or more, it's not worth it. You know, that movement, whatever that is, is always going to be beneficial to your body. Yes. You know, I actually wanted to say earlier, I am also a recovering, like all or nothing person mm-hmm. and and a perfectionist, which I think, you know, I think those go hand in hand. Yeah. And when the, when I realized like, oh my gosh, you can have grace with yourself. Like you don't have to be absolutely excellent at things the moment you try them like that is just like world opening you know to just like just try new things and set yourself up to be like hey even if I do this like twice this week I'm gonna pat myself on the back because that's two more times than I was ever doing it you know and next week I can try to do it more and if I don't hey at least I'm still doing it I am still bettering myself and working towards better things I think just being able to celebrate any win that you have and give yourself that appreciation, like appreciate yourself for everything you do, that's going to make any principle of productivity, you know, any new habit, any goal, any dream you have so much easier to do because you're not expecting to just be the best at it right away. You're just expecting to try something like dip your toe in the water and slowly get better and better at it. Yes. That's so great. Thank you, Kate. Where can people find you? Where can people get your book? Tell us how people can get connected with you. Yeah. Okay. So you can find me at deardreamer.com. That's where you'll find my book. We have our book. It's like a dollar right now, the ebook version. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. And you'll you'll pop on there. You'll see my book, my mom's book. Get both of them. They're both a dollar. And if you want to hear more just about what we do at Dear Dreamer, as far as like the women empowerment, the things that we teach and our international retreats, you'll see that on the website too. Or if you want to join our Facebook group, it's Dear Dreamer Elite Retreats. That group is so fun because we're talking about all the upcoming retreats. And so even if you just want to join to get to know us better and connect with us and just kind of like test out the waters, 
that's great. You know, it doesn't mean you're committing to anything. If you do feel like you like my mom and I enough that you want to come join us on a trip, sweet. Join the group. You'll get the details and maybe we'll see you in France next fall. Amazing. I am so excited to have had this conversation with you. I know it's going to be so helpful to many of the women who are tuning in. So be sure to get Caitlin's book. And I will also be linking that in the show notes so it's easy to go and click as a reference. Thanks again, Kate, for being here. Uh, Thanks for having me, Nicole. It's been great. All right, friends. I hope you loved today's episode talking about productivity. And as a reminder, it's one step in the right direction. So if you had all sorts of ideas and inspiration of things that you want to do better at and improve your productivity, I would encourage you to do one thing this week. What is that one change going to be? And like Kate was mentioning, stacking that onto something that you're already currently doing consistently. I know for me, I can easily think of 10 or 12 things that I would like to change in my day to day, but I recognize that it's not helpful because that's a lot of change that's happening all at once. So I'm trying to slow things down and implement smaller things that I can have longer success over time. I hope you'll check out Kate's book at deardreamer.com. That's where you'll see both Caitlin and her mom, Sherilyn's books available for download. You can get those easily accessible again over at deardreamer.com. And if you enjoy these conversations and want to have more support with other like-minded individuals who are growing in their careers, I would love to have you join the free community. The link will be in the show notes. So many more opportunities to help you grow in your career. All right, until next time, we'll see you later.